Open mic here on a Saturday. We're going to play some more Johnny Cash. We're going to be right back with a list and some great comedians. Yay! Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're all hanging out here. We want to practice sets. Yay! Bye! I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because you're mine, I walk the line. myself alone when each day's through yes i'll admit that i'm a fool for you because you're mine i walk the line as sure as night is dark and day is light I keep you on my mind both day and night And happiness I've known proves that it's right Because you're mine, I walk the line Try to turn the tide Because you're mine I walk the line I keep a close watch On this heart of mine I keep my eyes Wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line
All right, we're here. Yay, we're here. It's the open mic. It's a Saturday. We're all here hanging out, and it's going to be okay. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Hey, we're going to do seven minutes. You'll hear the horn at six. That means wrap it up, but honestly, we're all here on a Saturday. Who gives a fuck? Put your hands together for your first comedian. I'm actually excited. This is the first time I get to meet him. He's on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in a month from now. Oh, shit. Uh, And he's going to make you laugh, and you're going to love him. And he's too pretty to be a comedian. Everybody, it's Lucas Larson. Go on and do what you say you can do. With a steep-nosed hammer. Uh, My favorite thing about my own voice is that I never have to tell people that I actually like Star Wars. And like, really dumb thought, but I was thinking that if Spider-Man went to a heavy metal concert and was just rocking out, be a really fucking cool concert. (laughs) So, um, as said... My name's Lucas, but growing up, I would introduce myself as Luke because Luke is just like a cooler person than a Lucas. And walk up to people all small and be like, call me Luke. And then I won my third grade chess tournament. And I'm just like, fuck, I guess I'm a Lucas. And then it got like reinforced because I got a new neighbor who lived uh, like behind us. And 
his name, like the kid, was Luke. And I was like, hey, I'm Lucas. Do you want to come over and watch Star Wars? And he's like, nah, my name's Luke. And I do professional rodeo. I'm just like, God damn, you're so much cooler than me. <laughs> but um, also growing up, I had a lot of anxiety for uh, from robbers, which makes no sense at all, because I grew up in a very small town where like the high school graduating class was 100 people. So if anyone robbed our house, like they'd have no place to hide. I'd see them selling the shit from the locker next to mine. And like I blame my anxiety on holiday characters. Like you got Santa Claus that sneaks into your house at night and just leaves stuff so that you know he was there. Then you have the Easter Bunny who breaks in and just hides stuff that makes you find and then finally, the one that sent me over the edge is the tooth fairy that breaks in while you're sleeping into your bedroom, steals something from you, and then leaves something to make sure that they knew that you knew they stole it. Like talk about a monopoly, just like that's all my territory. I left the money. Um. So I, I don't really know how to say this next part without sounding like an asshole, but um, my best second date ever was someone flew to another country for the second date. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Okay. But, um, and I was freaking out because like the first date was whatever. And I was freaking out in my head because like the bro side of me was like, bro, She's flying to another country to meet you, get a room with one queen-size bed. But then the other part of me, the part that's currently talking to you, was like, dude, don't be pretentious. Get a room with two twin-size beds. (laughs) And then I'm freaking out and figured out a solution. I found a room with one queen-size bed and two twin size beds and then i just later found out that the queen size bed was just two twin size beds pushed together i was like fuck now i'm just the weirdo that got the room with four beds (laughs) and like that that went so well that she ended up uh visiting san francisco and like did the Golden Gate Bridge. She was like, yeah, that's cool. Did Alcatraz, ah, that's cool. But the real highlight of the trip where her reactions were just like, wow, oh my God. Wow, oh my God, was when I took her to Costco. (laughs) No. From from uh, Spain, but um, <laughs> yeah, she's like, wow, I can't believe you can buy popcorn that would last you a whole year. <laughs> and um, like, I learned some cool things too, though. I learned that a question mark isn't called a question mark in Spain. It's called an interrogation mark. 
which means I never want to go back and get like have her ask me anything in Spain. <laughs> Give me way too much anxiety. So um, another dumb thought is where uh, Coachella is for like 30 something year olds that are way too into Instagram. Warp Tour was just for teenagers that didn't know they had depression yet. And um, another really dumb thought. So thought of like a Trojan condoms commercial and it would just be a bunch of soldiers in the Trojan horse freaking out with claustrophobia, just like banging on the door. And then it would cut off and uh, voiceover would just say, Trojan, no little men escape. Uh... Told you it was a dumb idea. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. I'm Lucas Larson. Give it up for great host, Pam. Exactly six minutes. I was about to honk you with the, but I didn't even have to because you dumped out. But that was very cute. She's Spanish, not <laughs> Costco. I, I convinced a three year old that Costco was Disneyland because it had churros. <laughs> I absolutely convinced the child I was hanging out with. <laughs> They're so easy to influence at that age. Your next comedian, what another joy and wonderment. He's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, coming up next month. Oh, my God. He's just a lovely guy. Put your hands together for Casey Koenig. Yay! I can shoot as quick and straight as anybody can. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, coming out on Saturday in uh, the daylight. Lucas, uh, my bad. I was being weird earlier. I thought I meet a lot of people in comedy. Um, and I thought I met you before and I just didn't remember your name, but it turns out you're just from another state, so it makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I know that guy, but I don't want to say anything, because <laughs> if, I, if I, I'm just like, nice to meet you, and I already met him, then he's going to think I'm a dick. So, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, I liked uh, your bit about Costco. I, I actually kind of understand where your Spanish gr uh, girlfriend slash date kind of comes from. I mean... Costco is pretty fucking amazing, like $1.50 for a hot dog and a drink. I paid $1.80 for that pack of gum. <laughs> like, that is insane. I, uh, not the gum, just Costco. Also, I like how it fucked up Cody's stomach for $1.50. He, he ate some hot dogs recently, and he was just like, bro, I don't know if I can go to this next mic. No, <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Um, uh, also, uh, did you did you get to go on the Alcatraz tour too, or was that a solo trip for for her? We went together. Oh, you went together. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, uh, got a little cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always uh, I I went on a trip once when I was a kid uh, to Alcatraz, and I remember thinking like this was a this was not a great family activity, <laughs> like like you know, because. Like they, they give you a tour and it is it's got any it is histor like historical and stuff but I remember at one point like the the tour guy was just like this is the cell that Al Capone was in he also contracted the clap possibly here isn't that exciting everybody <laughs> and he's just like all right I'm I'm in fifth grade but this is what's the clap <laughs> a lot of information um, pretty much every major tourist attraction in San Francisco is horrific 
you know even the golden gate bridge it's just like yeah let's go to the golden gate bridge it's the bay area's most popular diving board just fucking ignore all those don't kill yourself signs everywhere <laughs> i would love that though like for you to like just take a picture like for instagram with your girlfriend and there's just this dude in the background just disappearing <laughs> into the fog oh oh the pain um Let's see, I've brought my notebook up here, but because um, I just have ideas that go nowhere and I'm gonna subject you to them. Um, yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll start out with, uh, I'll open up to you guys, you guys seem really nice. Um, I uh, recently quit therapy. Uh, I said that yesterday at a show and the guy was like, woo! <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck mental health. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I quit uh, mostly because I thought my therapist was kind of weird. Um, he, uh, the, I remember once uh, I went up to him and he, uh, I, I, t I talked to him about like psychedelics. I was like, oh, like I heard that psychedelics might open your mind and like, you know, it might be good for you. And he was just like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And I was like, yeah, the only problem is I don't have a connect. And he was like, oh, I do. <laughs> and I was like, do you have a license? Why are you encouraging this right now? He hooked it up, though. I know. I, you ha I, I'm just saying that for the sake of the bit. Where are you hanging out, weirdo? <laughs> I, uh, what else? He, I, the other thing about therapy, too, is that I feel like I can talk about this because, like, rappers talk about, like, therapy now. Like, even there's, like, a, there's, like, a YouTube series called The Therapist where this, <laughs> this dude sits down with up-and-coming rappers slash Katy Perry for some reason and makes him cry in front of a camera. And <laughs> it makes me feel good. I'm just like, this is, this is the turning point. Like, I, I, think, I think masculinity is getting shattered here. Like we, can, we can talk about this. Um, he, uh, this. This line hasn't been working, but I'm going to try it out. Uh, I just thought that he was supposed to give me like, a lot of hope. I thought hope was kind of the point of therapy. Um, and uh, I remember one session I was getting heavy into it and I was just like, yeah, you know, the thing that I want the most is just, you know, to avoid like turning into my dad. And my therapist leans in and is just like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, why do I pay you money? <laughs> do you? I didn't find you on Craigslist. What the fuck, man? Um, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's an interesting guy. Um, what else do I want to talk to you guys about? Uh, I did see my dad recently um, during the holidays, and uh, he told me that he got a vasectomy, which is something that I did not need to know as a son. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it hurt because you didn't say it like, oh, I got a vasectomy because you and our family is everything, you know, you're everything I need. He said it more like, should have done this years ago. Fuck. God, <laughs> things could be so much better. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe that one hurt too much. Okay. Um, do you guys ever uh, let, like, you, like, in your bedroom at night, do you ever see, like, a bug, like an insect just hanging out and think, you know what? I'm going to let this guy go. I'm going to be Caesar and give the thumbs up on this guy. You ever just, like, grant mercy to, like, an insect you have? Yeah, All right, pretty much. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out if this premise is even relatable. Or if everybody is just like, fucking, right? <laughs> Fuck you, spider. Uh, what's that? Mortal. <laughs> Mortal, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, um, 
I have a guy uh, that lives in my place. His name is Spider Bro. And uh, Spider Bro has been cool, but I, I forgot I should have not like it's been like a couple months and like part of me is just kind of getting more and more paranoid that like I didn't even bother doing a background check. Like I should have like taken a picture and like <laughs> referenced it on Google Took a you know, take a look at other poisonous spiders because they can get you. Um, I remember like a kindergarten teacher told me once that like spiders crawl into your mouth when you sleep. Yeah. Why do they tell you that? Why do they tell you that? Other than maybe she just hated her job. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was all I was going to say about that. Um, wow, you, you guys are real sports for hanging in there for seven minutes of my bullshit stories. Uh, let's see. Oh, one more thing about my therapist, actually. Well, ex-therapist, bitch. Is uh, <laughs> uh, that... Uh, do you guys believe that therapists don't have, like, are obligated to confidentiality? Absolutely. Yeah? Do you, you believe they are, or are they, are they actually? They better be. They better be, because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get that impression, because my therapist talks shit about his clients all the time. <laughs> like, he was just like, dude, do you think you got problems? Like, my other client's a prostitute. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm going to quit. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. Yay, Casey, yay. I'm glad you jumped your therapist and all you need is a cat. <laughs> they will solve all your spider and flying bug issues. They will hunt them and murder them and you can cheer them on. No one else loves cats in this room. Aha! That's fine. But all his, all his problems could be solved with a cat. It'd be great. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know how to solve all his problems, but boy, would I like to be his therapist and try. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dwat Mai! Yeah! He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now. I was a therapist once, and uh, she was this uh, small lady, real quiet, and I'm thinking... Uh, you know, I, I keep telling her that I need to quit drugs, and she kept telling me harm reduction, right? She goes, you just got to, don't quit it, just cut it down. And I could never do that, and then I got bored, and then I just bought a lot of drugs with my money. <laughs> I bought drugs with my money. I got a lot of fucking problems. <laughs> and I don't know how to solve them, but... Uh, I was uh, I was thinking about laughter. You know how uh, we got two paths to laughter, like jokes and tickling, <laughs> right? The mind, the body. Like I, I want to tell somebody a joke, and then like if they're laughing, I want to tickle them and like watch the nose bleed. You know, <laughs> that that punchline never works because it's not believable. What would happen if if like you uh, made somebody laugh and you tickled them? You think you think they would just be like? Ah, oh, you killed the laughter, you dumbass. Like, stop touching me, right? Probably. Some call that assault. I know. I know. If I was going to do that, I guess I would kick him too. <laughs> Might as well. Um, but um, I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, women are more ticklish than men, more nerve endings down there, right? <laughs> that means that their body is a penis of laughter, right? Right? <laughs> Our body is a clitoris of laughter, you know? <laughs> Even with a lot of stimulation, you might just get a ha, ha, ha. That's kind of funny, baby. Let's go to bed. I think that's our role. Our role, men, we come, and women laugh. That's why animals do a doggy style, right? Because 
When a male jumps on the female's back, right? When a, when a male jumps on the female's back, his front paws are right on top of the female's rib cage, and he rubs them in a tickling fashion, right? He starts doing that, and then she stops running away. Why? Because he's a funny dude. He's hilarious. That joke needs a little bit of work, and I don't know how to solve it. Anyways, I like, uh, I like reading. Uh, that's why I like Spanish, because they put exclamation points at the beginning of sentences. Right? I'm tired of reading an English sentence and going, oh, that was supposed to be read with more excitement. <laughs> now I got to read it again. No. I don't, I don't like the, uh, the accent marks. I, I want to emphasize the syllables I choose to emphasize. Yeah. Right? This is America. It's not communist China. All right? <laughs> I read, I read it and it goes, El Auto Boost. I'm like, no, El Auto Boost. <laughs> it's the way I like it. And sometimes I'll, I mean, sometimes I'll even go, man, I'll emphasize all the syllables. El Auto Boost. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, I like animals. Oh, I like animals. Oh, I like to eat them. I like to kill them. I like to like do like harmful, painful stuff to them. I love animals. I want to like string them up on a uh, you know like a like a spittle and then just like 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 rotate them over a fire and like give them a microphone so the whole neighborhood can hear. Wouldn't that be cool? And they come over and they they go, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to get your attention." And I got it. And oh. Uh, you know, you come from a third world country, you don't respect animals, right? Because people are dying, people are dying, and so you have to protect the people, you know? And the animals, you go, well, I guess I'll fulfill my murderous wishes now. <laughs> third world, yeah, man, third world. Wouldn't it be cool if you went to church and you saw like a dog as a preacher and he's like barking? Wouldn't it be fucking cool, you know? Anyways, uh, I like body parts too. Oh, I like the body parts. Oh, man. I, I like that little flap in your ear right here, you know? When, like, so you can stick your finger in your ear without having to like, touch your earwax, right? Isn't that a cool like, thing, right, right here? It's like, right? It's like, like nature knew that there was gonna be annoying people. And they, they gave you this. Oh, man, us. That's the dumbest thing I ever said. <laughs> Is it the dumbest thing? I don't know. Uh, oh, I was thinking you got, we got two eyes, right? And two ears and like two nostrils. So where's my other mouth? Huh? Wouldn't it be cool to have two mouths, right? I, I want to have two mouths, you know? I use one to eat and the other one to talk, you know? <laughs> and the guy goes, do you have bad breath? I'd be like, yeah. And no. <laughs> what are you gonna do about that? And he's like, do you have anything else to say, Dewat? I'm like, yeah, I got two mouths, but just one uvula. I like to tie a string to my uvula and the other end to a dragonfly. That way, every time I open my mouth, I could be entertaining. <laughs> I told you I like animals and body parts. I warned you about my stuff. Anyways, um, 
Hey, let's go to the punchline tonight, guys. Yeah. Wanna do it and just storm the fucking stage? <laughs> just take over and, oh, it'll be nice. And just start throwing shit, you know? Oh, man, start ripping off, ripping the thing down, that big mural, just and take it and put it up here. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool? I will do it for you, Pam. I'm gonna do it for you. Oh, anyways, one last joke, and then I go, I know I'm, I'm like wasting your time and all that, but one last joke. Uh, you guys ever see people with canes, right? You see that? I want to get a cane in the shape of a leg, right? And then when it rains, I put a boot on it and just walk around the block with it on, you know? And then uh, there'll be a secret compartment, you know, the kneecap will lift up, and uh, inside, a ball of aspirin. <laughs> and when you open that up, Vicodin. And then when you pop some in your mouth, just mints. <laughs> you thought you were going to lay down and listen to Bob Marley. All right, guys. Thank you for letting me waste your time. I appreciate it. Woo. Thanks, Pam. It is never a waste of time with Dwap Mai, the man who says the weirdest things that people probably aren't thinking, but now you are. Yay! Now you're all. Now I'm like, which animals were making the sounds? They better not be cats. Like, if they're dogs, I'm fine, but please, you gotta love the cats. Your next comedian, he's a young guy, and I'm glad he's hanging out here. That makes us look cooler. Put your hands together for David Lattimore! Yay! All right, thanks. Man, that was funny, dude. I uh, I kind of wonder how you know that girls are more ticklish than guys. <laughs> Is that like a Googleable fact? A science book? There's a whole book on that? Oh, it's just uh, <laughs> a larger book about. Just about tickling in general, or like, is it? Does it span beyond the tickling? Uh, I feel like you definitely made up this book. <laughs> oh man, I kind of I do think that's believable, though. I mean, I didn't think I was gonna learn anything today, and now I I learned that. So that's honestly a pretty good fun fact, man. Um, man, Cody, I just realized you match that tissue box next to you way too well. Honestly. <laughs> That's kind of dope. Uh, you, you could like carry that around, hand out tissues. All right, I'll do my new jokes. <laughs> um, guys, uh, so I just moved here from Boston. Um, and I'm not like originally from Boston. I'm not like a Bostonite, you know, but people, uh, they keep telling me that I do things that are like so Boston. And I don't even know what that means. Like the other day, this guy, I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, I cook, man. Like I like cooking, but uh, I don't follow recipes. And he was like, that is so Boston of you, dude. Like, as if that's a Boston thing to just be like, yeah, I fucking cook, dude, but I don't let nobody tell me how to do it. <laughs> like, I don't follow no teaspoon, tablespoon bullshit, dude. I turn on that stove and I go. Yeah, I do like to cook, though. I really do like to cook. That's not a lie. I actually, uh, I got reminded that I'm not that manly recently because I, uh, I got invited to a Super Bowl party and I instantly just got excited to cook a dish. That was like, like that was the big thing for me. Like if I, like I could give a fuck about the game. I didn't even know who was playing when I got the invite, honestly. But like, like if I had one ounce of tough guy left in me, I think I lost it when I read that invitation and I was like, ooh, I'll make sliders. You know? uh, I, I took a yoga class recently. 
Yeah, another uh, not very manly thing I'm doing. I took a yoga class. Honestly, I thought that like dudes did yoga now though. Like I thought like that was acceptable now, but man, not the case. My yoga class, just me and the ladies. You know, it's surprising how quickly yoga class can turn into try not to be creepy class. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what to do here. I was like, should I just pretend I'm gay or leave? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should just do Pilates like a real man. As, uh, I got roommates. Roommates are fun, right? I, uh, I moved into a new place in the fall, actually, and uh, my roommates, they told me, they're like, we got to do some fall cleaning. And I've come to realize that people who do seasonal cleanses like that, normally, they don't clean at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, my roommates, they'd always hit me with that shit. Like, Mike March would come around, they'd be like, we got to do some spring cleaning. They'd be like, or you could just do your dishes, you know? <laughs> like, you don't have to wait for the flowers to bloom to wipe down the fucking stove. These guys are waiting for the leaves to change color just to wipe their body hairs off the toilet seat. Yeah. All right, that was gross. Uh, move, oh, no, this is actually another uh, roommate fact. This is true. One of my roommates, he told me, he said, I might have dormant tuberculosis. I was like, are you fucking pilgrim, dude? Like, what? <laughs> like, how outdated is that disease? But it's true, man. I guess if the doctor thinks you have tuberculosis, you have to come in for two tests, which I assume is because every time one comes out positive, they're like, how the fuck is this still happening? <laughs> they make you come back. They confirm it. My roommate, he was supposed to go back for his second test, and he just decided that wasn't worth his time. He was like, I'll play the waiting game with this depression-era respiratory disease. That's what it, I'll just wait it out. I'll go home, breathe the same air as two innocent people, and uh, we'll just see if I get it. We'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, the worst part about the whole thing is when he told me we were in kind of like a loud, crowded bar. So he was standing right next to me, kind of yelling at my face. Yeah, have you ever had someone literally breathe the words, I might have tuberculosis onto you? Guys, uh, there's a lot of hipsters in my neighborhood. I've noticed the hipsters are coming out, man. I walk a couple blocks to the coffee shop. I see at least three of the mannequins from Urban Outfitters. They are out there, man. They're walking, talking. They're smoking hand-rolled American spirits. They are in my neighborhood, man. Uh, my roommate, he's actually kind of a hipster, I've realized. The big tell for me is that this guy loves tapestries. I mean, hipsters love tapestries, right? It's like you drop, it's a like, drop, all right. It's like, <laughs> it's like you drop acid twice and uh, you just have cloth posters for life. I just, I don't know what it is, but this guy, he's got tapestries like on his walls, on his ceiling, like they're covering the windows. I mean, this guy has surrounded himself with 14 Grateful Dead themed fire hazards at all times. I mean, this is the same guy asking me if I want a hot box his room. I'm like, man, we should not be heating up anything in here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I want to do. Thank you, guys. David Lattimore from Boston. He's so funny. Yay. Uh, hey, everybody in this room, too. You really should hit me up. I haven't booked March or April of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. We've actually been getting audiences, which is weird and exciting. But um, hit me up because I'm, I'm just about to book February. No, February's done. March and April, so I need to do that ASAP. And all of you have made me laugh like out loud multiple times, so easily. And your next comedian, 
He was recently on the Comedy Clubhouse and he murdered it. And it's so funny when you see people like in front of dudes and they're like, nobody laughs at your jokes. And then you put them in front of like real people and they're like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, he had a great set the other night. Put your hands together for Cody Abe. Yay! Very, very I find oh yeah, I recently have been very like anxious recently. My anxiety has been like uh, very high, um, and I recently discovered that it's because I've been eating eating too much cheese. Like, did you know that that cheese can cause anxiety flare-ups, and um, like that's that sucks because that's like the only thing that I eat because like it's fucking good. Like cheese is good. <laughs> like. Like I'll I'll eat it because like I'm lactose intolerant and I'll still eat cheese and now that it causes anxiety, uh, you know I thought about stopping but maybe not I don't know, maybe not before I do comedy that's okay. Um, I uh, my mom uh, retired recently, uh, which is like people like just assume that she like I'm I'm pretty young like people assume that she retired early, but no it's just because uh, I was a um, you know I was a pleasant surprise like w- later in life like that's what I was to her, apparently um, that's what I think like my mom is 40 and my dad was 43 when I was born, uh, so every time so like when I was a uh, you know, I grew up a little bit and I was in soccer games, like the parents would come up to me and like, oh, you should tell your grandma and grandpa that the snacks they brought were great. And I thought that was funny. So I would tell that to them and it turns out it's a huge diss. Like, like they didn't like that at all. Like, they, they, they were like, you, you, re- you do realize that your, your grandma and grandpa are both alive, right? And, she, and I was just like, ah, but it's funny. Okay. Not the same sense of humor as I did. I had, um, uh, where are we going with this? I uh, just wrote this, so okay, yeah. And so as as you grow up, like you you have you have milestones in your life, right? Um, and like like my parents were like my mom was like there for me for all my milestones. You know, like the first time I went to school, or like the first time I tied my shoes by myself. But I think the best one is the fact that um, while I was going through puberty, she was also men- like going through menopause. <laughs> we had we were like it was like the circle of life, you know, like right in front of our eyes. Like, we're just, like, living life, and Elton John the whole time is like, it's the circle. <laughs> and then I fucking go to school, and I, like, I'm looking at girls, like, oh, my God, I want to do things that I don't know to them. And then she's at home or at work, like, I fucking hate everybody. <laughs> and I'm hot. Like, I don't, it's so hot right now. Um, So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, uh, she's retired now, so... Like she's, it's good because she's been getting into, like she's been getting to do all of her passions that, that she that she likes, you know? Like she's been getting back into like making jewelry, uh, gossiping and like calling me. Like all those things have been a very like, like a very big part of her life, you know? Like she's, 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 she, I'm very like happy. I, I, I call her a lot. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with calling her. Uh, I'm okay with, you know, it's fun. Like we're talking on the phone. I, I like, I like, I love my mom, but then sometimes she'll just like slip in like, so how's comedy doing? <laughs> You're going to find a real job soon. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, it's going great. And no, I'm not, I'm going to do comedy. Like, um, and, and then she'll just like, after that, she'll be, she's like, okay, I dropped that bomb. I'll give you another one. And she's like, so is there like a, is there a special girl in your life that you want to tell me about? And, uh, I I think that she just wants me to get a girlfriend so that she has like a spy to spy on me. Like, 
Like, like she's just like her, 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 I think her, her uh, fantasy is that she's like, she's, she's like, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to locate and destroy all evidence of jokes about me. Like that's um, <laughs> that's that's what she wants with with her, with me being uh, with me like with me having a girlfriend. And uh, but I, you know I I appreciate that she is interested in my love life. But I have to I have to tell her like d- that's a really bold move to think that I'm my mental health is capable of taking social and professional rejection at the same time. Like I, I, that's not possible for me. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm here getting rejected on stage on a daily. And also you want me to get rejected by girls too? Like that's, um, I'm, I'm probably, that's, that's not gonna, that's fuck that. Um, (laughs) all right. We got, we got, we got through, we got through all that. Okay. Uh, I, uh, uh, you guys like Reddit? I love Reddit. Uh, this is very, this is very, uh, I guess, played out that to like Reddit these days. But I, uh, I like Reddit because it's like the only place that you can go from seeing cute animals to porn to finding out the existential reality of the human condition. Like that's like, like you, to go from like a cute dog to titties to like, oh my God, I, I believe that this abstract. Philo- philosophical stance on the human uh, on the fact that okay, there, there's a huge thing I had there that I wrote down and I just can't get it out because of my fucking anxiety because I had cheese today oh god I, I didn't realize so the anxiety thing like I, I've been having really bad anxiety like for these past couple of days and I was like why the fuck do I feel like this and I wake up feeling fine usually uh, after a night of farting because of the lactose intolerance um and then I, in the, in the morning, I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. And I, I had like on Friday or something, like a couple of days ago, I made like a huge thing of mac and cheese because I got it for free from work. Like Annie's mac and cheese. I got like, so I just made like a huge like pot of it and I, and I saved it and I was eating it over the past days. And I was just like, this is so good. But why do I feel like I'm going to like, why do I feel like my heart's going to explode? I just assumed that I was being unhealthy, but and it was like it was like the cholesterol but it turns out it was just mental health okay completely like just give me some like xanax or something what is yeah i need xanax okay uh i drive a lot something that i do to get around to go to different you know things uh i love driving uh my favorite part about driving is when uh i run a red light and then there's somebody in the next lane to me that's also running the red light, and we make eye contact like we're doing this together, buddy. Like we're not getting caught. Um, uh, the, the, okay, I don't know what I want to go with that. I uh, let's talk about ska. I like ska. I like very underground shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you guys know what ska is? You guys, know? yeah, it's a very '90s thing. Uh, I'm, I wasn't old enough to catch it when it was like at its height. But I did find it way too late in the in its life cycle. I found it after. I feel like I just missed the boat on ska, uh, to the point where none of my friends like that are my age have any idea what I'm talking about. Like whenever I say like, "Do you know what ska is?" They're like, "What? Did you not finish a word? Like that doesn't sound like a full word, ska. Like like that. Okay. Um, and then I have to explain to them what ska is. It's basically uh it's like it's like a faster upbeat reggae i guess just like if if you want it in like terms that you can process it's like reggae before the weed 
Like, think about that. Okay. Uh, and that's and that's all about all I got. Thank you. Cody Abe, telling us about fast reggae. I like it. He's not going through his phase anymore. Get up, stand up, get up, and turn that shit off, man. You still going through your phase? Sorry, that's reggae. That was really great, Cody. Yay! I feel like I every time I see you, I learn so much more about you. And and so that the menopause bit with your mom is very very funny. Uh, it, yes. And I also love your new brown um, thingy that you wear around your head. I've never seen you wear brown before. I like it. <laughs> your next comedian, he's definitely brown. Put your hands together for Rob Edwards. Yay! What's happening? What's happening? So white privilege has reached new heights, you know? Yeah, you know, you heard this motherfucker Trump is having a trial with no witnesses. That is some Caucasian foolishness if I've ever heard of it. How the fuck can you have a trial with no witnesses? That's like a peanut butter and jelly with no bread. How is that physically possible? That shit is crazy to me, man. Uh, he's like a fucking white privileged superhero. Like she wear a cape and shit. Like he can, what can he do? I don't know what he can't do. It's fucking, it boggles my mind, bro. Uh, I just went to see the movie uh, Bad Boys. How many of y'all seen that movie? Not yet, nobody? Yeah. Uh, I like the movie. It was a good movie. A lot of humor, a lot of action. I really love how it's going to inspire uh, a new generation of police officers to uh, use restraint. It's, uh, it's great. You know, they only killed like 76 motherfuckers in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they didn't blow up that third building, I was like, they were really holding back right there. That was... That showed great restraint, you know, great police work there. Yeah. Um, you're the only girl in here, Pam. I, I have a question. Uh, I know uh, girls hate dick pen, dick uh, dick pics. Not but true. I, oh, yeah, not true. Okay, then I can't even do that. Then. <laughs> well, I feel like most girls hate dick pics, but they like dick prints. Is that if that makes sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, want to, they don't want to just see your dick. They want to see your dick with some mystery. You know what I'm saying? They want to look at it like some abstract art. Like, is that his dick or is that his phone or is that a gun? What is that? You know? Like, yeah. Uh, I feel like if you and a woman aren't on the same page as to what the relationship is, you shouldn't make her come. I feel like you shouldn't because it feel like, you know, it releases... An orgasm releases an inner craziness that would have just been left dormant had you not made her come. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, don't don't poke the bear. You know what I'm saying? And in this case, the bear is her G spot. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't just leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy nowadays is like white people, like woke white people, try to take your black card. You know what I'm saying? Like, they get mad for you. I'm like, it's crazy to me. Like, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? And I'm like, calm the fuck down. I'm trying to finish my chicken wing. I'll get over there when I get over there. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going nowhere. I'll be over there in a minute. Jesus Christ. Give me a second, man. Uh, let's see. I lost my fuck buddy recently, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm antisocial and a sex addict, so it was the perfect relationship for me. It's just I didn't have to talk to her. We got so good, like we used to text each other, but we didn't even text each other anymore. She just had like a spotlight that she kind of flashed in the sky. It was like the back sig bat signal, except it was like the eggplant emoji. You know what I'm saying? And I'd look at my dick and go, quick Robin, to the Batmobile. You know what I'm saying? And what was crazy was, you know how like, bat like somebody would be in the middle of a conversation 
with Batman, he would just like disappear out of nowhere. I do that to her after sex. It'd be great, you know. She'd be like, "Yeah, I went to work, and you know, this bitch got on my nerves." And oh, I hate when that nigga does that. God damn it! Uh, uh, yeah, just disappear on her. It was beautiful, but no more. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh... So I feel like sometimes there's a difference between racism and ignorance. I, I used to live in a place where uh, there was just a very high density of, of white people uh and uh you know when you can look into someone's eyes and know they've never seen or spoken to a black person before it is truly you know a, an experience uh because i've had this in my own life uh i didn't grow up around many indian people not like native american but like desi so i'd never seen anybody do this shit when they're talking to me and it it fucking it threw me off i'd never seen it before i had only seen it on street fighter you know what i'm saying the dude and you know, you know what he would do after he did that shit? He would spit fire. So I didn't know what to expect. It was, it was crazy to me, bro. You know, I, it's harmless, but I didn't know that at the time. You know. Uh, well, I was, uh, I've only been in like one relationship in my life uh, with a, uh, you know, it, it had its moments. I, I wouldn't do it again, but it had its moments. You know, she had a rule. She was, she was a freak. She had a rule. I, like I couldn't go out with my friends unless she knew my balls were empty or some shit like that because it was like you know I'm gonna be less inclined to like run around and cheat on her and shit you know so I'd be like I'd be trying to go out and she'd be like uh, you know she would do we, she'd pretty much give me a blowjob and what she knew was she knew like if she just kept sucking after I nut that I'd go right to sleep and she'd do that all the time and then I'd wake up and she'd be on my chest like you know with this smirk like you ain't going nowhere nigga like some shit like that well, she thought she was pulling a fast one on me, but in truth, she wasn't. Because the truth was, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have, I didn't make any new friends. I haven't made a new friend in years. I don't like trusting people. Who wants to do that shit? She's like, you and your friends go out a lot. And I'm like, they're party animals. I know. I gotta, I'm the voice of reason. I need to be there. Uh, do I have anything else? Let's see. Let's see. I'm not as aggressive as I used to be with women, uh, just because. I don't know. I, 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 I like see them. I don't really see them as women, not like in an objective way, but just when I see them, I have like a PTSD type of type of experience. Like when I see Latina women, I see knives. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I just picture, you know, the little Puerto Rican girl who came after my balls with a machete every time I look at them. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, black girls, it's like uh, black girl magic, which is great to watch from afar. But black girl magic is it's loud, man. It's it's loud. It's just a lot of noise all the time, man. And I, I love black women, but like, what? Why do you have to be on some abracadabra shit when I'm trying to play PlayStation? I'm not bothering you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just I don't know. Yeah, I think that might be it. Um. Yeah, fuck it. I'm done. Y'all have a good one. Very, very. He's got that abracadabra bullshit. It's Rob Edwards. Yay! Yay! I don't know if I'm laughing so hard because of the shrooms or because of the weed bread I have in here. If anybody wants any, I have five marijuana bread. It's toasted and delicious, and it's very lovely. Come in and have a little bite. Uh, it's very strong. All right, your next comedian came all the way from Oakland out here to be with us today. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Daniel Lewis. Yay! My mind both day and night, and happiness I have known proves that it. Thanks, everybody. 
How we doing? Uh, yeah. All right. Am I the last comic? Headliner? It's all right. Let's see. Yeah, the ska. You uh, you said you missed the boat on the ska. That, that, it comes not from the 90s. It's from the 50s in Jamaica. And they you're talking about when, when white people in Boston took it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just saying. You, you literally missed the boat. You have to take a boat. Yeah. I don't know. You guys think that thing about... Uh, you know, like a, guy, like a middle-aged guy gets a sports car, a lot of times it just means he has a small penis. That's what they say, right? You think it, but is it like, does it scale the other way, you know? Like the shittier that your car gets, do, are you expected to be more and more well-hung? Is that how it goes? Because I got a 2001 Ford Ranger out there missing a hubcap, and I want to know if I'm duty-bound to sell it for something more, I don't know, I'll say middling in the market. I don't know. I don't feel as I've, though I've been shortchanged necessarily, but... You get the idea. Yeah, man. I, uh, going, you know, going bald, got to shave my head like this. I feel like it's just, you know, it's. I, know, I realize it's not a great look. You know, I mean, but I don't know. I feel like it, it can it can come in handy. Like, like if somebody goes out with somebody has a nice full head of hair, you know, for sure, you know, or you don't know for sure whether it's not superficial. You know, she might not like. You know, she might not go out with you if you didn't have full head of hair. But somebody goes out with me. I know for sure she likes me for me, but would just like me more if I had hair. So that's, it's a, it's a victory of sorts. What was I going to say about that? What was I, gonna, I had something else about that fucking thing. Oh, I was going to say I look like a, a cancer prepper. Does that make any sense? Okay. That was another line that I was going to say, but of course I forgot to do it. Uh, you guys, I don't know, man. Because I'm getting older, man. What, you know what a lot of people don't tell you about getting older is like they don't tell you how early it starts. Because it actually starts like early 30s. You start to feel a little sore. You didn't have that when you're mid-20s. And nobody tells you that when you're younger. And I wish they would. It starts earlier than you think, which is kind of a shame because like for the longest time we've been telling the young gay kids that it gets better. <laughs> you know? And I think it's just because it's not, it's not a very uh, inspiring phrase to go, don't worry, uh, it gets decent for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a... Took one of those DNA tests everybody's talking about, and uh, I was pretty surprised. Uh, it turns out uh, I probably killed a guy back in 2012. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she laughed in the bathroom just now at that joke. I thought I might have heard that, but it could have been the, the flushing. Uh, yeah, he's not very, not very good in school. He used to, used to have to cheat a lot. Like, I'd always look at the kid to my left, see if I'd get his answers, you know? But it didn't work out because I found out everybody was doing that. Everybody was looking to the kid to the left to get the answers. It was like a game of telephone. Like, the answers would change. So by the time it got to me, every time, it was a cock and balls. So that's what I wrote down. I'd had a couple hairs, though, you know? Mine was my own, anyway. You know, I, uh, I saw that like Terry Jones died, and you know, of course, Kobe Bryant recently died. People are having that. They're having that thing now where they're going like, "Oh, this is going to be one of those years. We're going to lose a lot of great, a lot of great people." You know, I don't know if you remember, uh, 2016 was like this. And Prince uh, died, and David Bowie and Gary Shandling, and all these people died. People are like, "Ah, oh, 2016. This is the worst year ever." But of course, statistically, the same number of people die every year. So I think what they mean is like they'd rather have more untalented nobodies die. That's probably what they mean. Yeah. I don't know if that's too obvious. 
Uh, I'm not far from being a, a global warming denialist, but uh, you got to admit it would. It's going to be very difficult to explain if we have to go to Mars, for instance. It'll be difficult to explain to future generations what we're doing there. You know, like kids will be like, "Grandpa, why did we have to come to this planet?" And you'd be like, "Ah, uh, we had to come here because our home planet got five degrees warmer." Yeah, let me tell you, it was a real hellhole. So that's why we came here, where uh, it's negative 100 degrees and everything is one color. You know? It's not the best. But you know we'll fuck Mars up too. We'll just find something, dig it up, burn it. The temperature will shoot all the way up to negative 95 degrees and we'll have to get the hell out of there. Maybe move to a gas giant or something. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Venus, I don't know. That's not a, anyway. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I've been getting back into the cannabis products a little bit. There's a dispensary near my house. And, uh, you know, going in there, I can't believe how many, they have like vapes, dabs, edibles, joints they have. And I don't know, it makes my head, I'm like, I'm going to try everything once. Definitely the weirdest thing they had there, cannabis suppository. That was, that was the weirdest one that I tried. Like, I don't know if it was for me. It just seems strange to like put some up your ass that was going to make you hungry. You know, it seemed, like a, it seemed like a conflict of interest in some weird way. Anyway, yeah, trying to be more environmentalist. I'm trying to do everything I can. So lately, I've been only listening to local bands. That's been good. Lower, lower carbon footprint. Music's not great, but we all got to sacrifice. A lot of it's strictly, you know, sort of farm to stage type material, I have to say. It's not that great. What else we got here, man? Do the one about the... Uh, and then this one, well, I don't even know if it works, but okay. Uh, yeah, you never have people like, they come up to you and they don't know who you are, but they're like, I am, you know, and then they don't remember your name, you know, and then they always say like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm no good with names, but I'm good with faces. Like you're going to give them partial credit for not knowing who you are because they were good with the faces. Like if you, that'd be like if a sixth grader was like telling their geography teacher, uh, yeah, you know, I, I know all 50 states, but I just don't know any of the names of them. I know them by the shape of the state. <laughs> that square one, I know that one, the long one. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It'd be funny if somebody, uh, where's that person who's good with names but not with faces? You know? Like they walk up to somebody at the bus stop and be like, Jessica, right? She's like, yeah, have we met? And you go, I have no idea. I can't, I can't, I don't know anybody really. Uh, it's my curse. But anyway, good to see you. Tell your parents Fred and Debbie I said hello as well. And your dog, uh, I'm going to say Buster, right? Bu okay, Buster, that's right. All right. And I did, get, I did hear the horn there. All right, let me try. Uh, yeah, man, but I am have to, I'm newly single, I have to get back out there and date. I'm a little scared too, though, you know, I'm like scared to, to see what's out there because I read an article by a guy who, he wrote this article in part about how he got herpes in his ass from somebody's tongue. Yeah, that is, I find that very disheartening because like one of the good things about receiving analingus used to be not having to go, is that mouth clean? <laughs> Dang. Uh, I think that's, well, I'll try, I'll try this one too. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the reasons I, uh, I just had a breakup was because, you know, we had all this, we had a lot of arguments and in the arguments, she would always remember the part where I got mad and she got mad and she'd be like, we really got mad at each other. She doesn't remember the first 20 minutes where I was like trying to calm down you know, I was like keeping my cool. I was doing all the things you're supposed to do. Never remembered that part. You know, and that, and that's like, that's like if you went to like 20 minutes late to a Liam Neeson movie. 
and you just went, I think he's just a serial killer. He's walking around killing people. You didn't see the part where his daughter got kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like, you never read, that's never going to work. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for letting me try these jokes. Daniel Lewis, yay! Yay! If you want to visit a gas giant, just go to Cody Abe's house. He has a cheese problem. <laughs> There's a... Oh! Um, I'm going to do a real quick set. That was great. Everybody's been great. Stick around for me, because I'm going to do something real quick. Yay! I do have to practice for a show tonight. I'm on the Hot Mess show, which is with David Roth and Destiny's mom out there at, it's on Page and DeViz. I've never been there, I have no idea. It's the eighth one, but supposedly it's gonna be stacked. So I better not fuck up. Good thing I've been eating shrooms all day. What? It's called a hot mess. I'm like, I'm literally going to be a hot mess. No, it's fair. I mean, I'm on shrooms. I'm in menopause. I'm having hot flashes all the times. I'm very, very hot. There's no mess in my pants, though. Nothing is coming out of here anymore. There's nothing. Yay! I am. I'm wearing cute underwear tonight because it doesn't matter anymore. I had a friend named Velasca, and she was so great. And she used to work at a place that had fancy underwear, and she'd give them to me all the time. And I was like, I just put them in the back of my drawer because I could never wear fancy underwear because I was always leaking from my vagina. But now menopause, ha-ha! I can wear white panties. I haven't done that since I was 14. It's very exciting. <laughs> white cotton panties. It's just... I don't want to talk about period pads. I'm done with my period. I'm supposed to talk about how I'm a hot mess. I'm not so hot anymore. I've got like weird fat pads. Like I looked at, I was like, like I used to look at myself in the mirror and I was like, girl, look at that button. Today I was like, I am so glad that I have like macular degeneration because I can't even really see my own ass. I'm like, oh, it still looks good. <laughs> like now I'm beer goggling myself. It's great. It's like, oh, that's not cellulite. That's, I can't see it. <laughs> it doesn't exist remember that thing when you were a baby and you closed your eyes and you couldn't see anything and you're like I'm invisible that's what I feel like now <laughs> so, I'm invisible that's fine every boy I have a crush on every boy that's another thing that's happening with menopause like uh my panties aren't getting wet like when I was in high school or whatever when things were coming out but like I'm getting weird tingly feelings downstairs I saw my favorite mail carrier again he changed I think he changed his <laughs> his male thing because I, I I've been sexually harassing him on the street I've been he's really hot he's like 26 he's called and I yelled at him from across the street on the way here I'm like hot mailman hot mailman like I'm I'm gonna get the guts up enough to actually walk up to him and be like I made a joke about you because you're so hot and it's been going really well <laughs> that was my ASMR bit no it's I really have been sexually objectifying this really really hot mail carrier but he today, even today, he was wearing, he wasn't wearing his male shirt. He was wearing like just a white t-shirt and I saw his nips again, but it's because he's got this huge, I'm like, ah, <laughs> why he's asking for it. Why are you doing this on the street to all of us on the Saturday afternoon? All us women in menopause. So good. So weird and so wrong because I've never been like so horny and never had such little access to hot young men. I'm kidding. I hang out at Mutiny Radio. What am I talking about? Also, I have a boyfriend. My boyfriend's actually been really excited about it. He's like, God, we've been fucking a lot. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
did you not know I hang out with all the hot young men? And I come home, I come home on Sunday nights and I'm just like, what? And he's like, what's going, why at one o'clock on a sun Monday morning are you always like, okay. Sorry. If I, I, I don't know how to like figure this out, but I know there's a joke in there somewhere of like how I'm not Harvey Weinstein cause I'm not fat and ugly, but I also really don't have anything to give anybody. So I'm not like hold, withholding. It's not like I'm laying in a bathtub and being like, Hey, I won't give you stage time unless you do something for me. No, there's nothing like, well, it's all free. It doesn't matter. It's like, I'm a communist. How does it, I'm a sexy communist. <laughs> I give it all away for free. I always did. Don't worry. Even in my 30s, I was like, oh, you bought me a drink? That's good enough for me. I've never had an STD. The only STD I've ever gotten was from my first marriage, and that was sexually transmitted debt. <laughs> that's, that's what you get when you get married. That's all you get. Don't ever get married. If you have Thing. The only reason to get married is if you have stuff and you want to protect your stuff, but you still want to have more stuff. Get married. Other than that, just fuck bitches. You know what I'm saying? Come on. No, I mean, I've been fucking the same bitch for like seven years. He's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I actually can't imagine being naked in front of anyone else unless I'm at the sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm not, if I'm not, anyway, no, I really couldn't. Uh, but I am wearing cute underwear. I'm a hot mess. Yay. Drugs are cool. I have two minutes. There's money in that jar. That's exciting. I have new jokes. I promise. I'm going through menopause. So I decided like every entitled woman over 40 to adopt. <laughs> right? A kitten. I adopted a kitten. It's cool. The kitten's fine. She's so cute. She purrs on me. I love her. Mm, meow, meow, meow. Because you have, everyone's fulfilled. No one needs cats. You need a cat. You need a cat to solve your bug problems. Because every time you see a bug, you just go like, go get it. And they go, ah, they're so excited. You point them out. I play a game with my cat where I like point out the fly and I just do this for a while <laughs> until she gets on it. And they're like, ah, then they're dead. You feel like an assassin's assistant. You're like, I got this shit. Cats are cool. I have so much pot bread inside. Does No one else wants to get high, just me today. None of you want to get high. There's so much weed, but it's so tasty. You all have important things to do. You're going to have dinner with your mom. Is that what you're going to do? You don't want to be high to hang out with your mom? It's way more fun if you hang out with your mom when you're high. I promise you. I so promise you. My mom texted me the other day, uh, Jesus is calling you. And I was like, no, no, you're texting me. There's a difference. Jesus doesn't exist. <laughs> you still do. And I know I'm not in the will, so it doesn't matter. Ha! Any, you all talk to your moms? You clearly do. You talk to her just today. You talk to your mom. That's so nice. Oh, you still love your mom. That's so great. I don't have those, have those same feelings. Maybe it's because you're all boys and you're like excited about it. I'm like, Rrr. she never told me about menopause. This is really happening. I'm never going to have a baby. But you know what I have? I have so many babies. I have five babies in the room right now. Yay. You're all my babies. Yay. No, I love you all. I want to be the Mitzi Shore of San Francisco, but I promise you, I will not fuck anybody, unlike actual Mitzi Shore. What a queen. She loved her 23-year-old boys, and she had sex with them, and I admire her for it forever. But also, her husband had killed himself, so ha-ha! 
My boyfriend's still alive. Yay, you guys are all amazing. Please, please eat some drugs inside, please. Um, thanks for being here on a Saturday. It makes my life worthwhile. And um, does anybody, before we, so I can run back here, everybody tell all the shows you have upcoming. Uh, promote, promote, promote. Say things you have coming up. You don't have stuff? All of you must have a show in the next month. Say something. You all have a podcast. Come on. None of you have a podcast? You all, promote something on the goddamn microphone. They don't care. None of you have it. Oh, there he is. Yes, Rob has something to promote. Uh, I'm at Edinburgh next Wednesday, and then I'm here. Friday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But uh, Edinburgh, is it one of those contest things? It's the strikeout thing? No, it's just a show. Oh, just a show. You're going to kill it. Yeah. But... You're so Ooh. funny. Dwight, what you got going on? Uh... Nothing. David, David, you got any book shows? David, I got to book you for March. When do you leave? You're so funny. I love all your jokes. I'm here till end of June. Good. I have, so. I have one well, you need to hit every, all of you, all of you, please hit me up because I'll just put you all on whatever dates you want. Even if come inside right now, we'll put on some music and come inside right now and I'll book you in March and um, whatever. If you want, if you don't, it's okay. We can hit each other up later, but we're all here right now. So what the fuck? Yeah. Yay. Okay. This has been a lot of fun. on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine I walk the line No, that works out perfectly. Ernest, get up on stage. Yay, Ernest! Yay! Ernest! Ernest came in time. Yay! Hey, what's up, y'all? Cool. Do I stay away from my in and out? Okay. Stop. Um. Hey, guys. Uh, who here has CDs in a BlackBerry? Is this 2004? Is this? What is this chair? I don't know, man. Devices. Um. Do you guys remember trying to text a dick pic on a sidekick? You ever did that before? You ever did that? No? Okay. Well, I did because I had Metro PC at. Oh, shit. Um, let's see. What do I want to talk about? Um, so recently, uh, my old boss, uh, went to jail for corruption. Has any you ever have a boss go to jail for corruption? Yeah, the director, I used to work for the Department of Public Works in San Francisco. Yeah. And that guy, uh, his name is Nuru uh, Mohammed. He got uh, arrested by the FBI Monday, I think, for corruption. And also, he's a bar owner of Lefty O'Doul's. You ever been there? Yeah, he's in jail now. Um uh, I don't know. I was just scanning papers, but it was always really weird. You know, like, like what? This costs how much money? Wow. Okay, corruption. I'm just telling you guys the stuff. Um. Um. 
else? Uh, so recently, uh, I started going commando for my New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's like my balls are free. I could I could finally uh stop braiding my pubic hair. Finally, I could uh I don't know. Um pubic hair is weird. That's why I put the pubic hair from my balls to my face and that's describes my facial hair. Um yeah, so, yeah, you guys, you guys ever, um, you guys ever try to hug a cop? You should try it, man. It's pretty fun. It's like the best thing to do, especially if you're on acid. That day, I learned what this cold steel feel against your forehead. You ever have a gun try to shoot you with a gun? Um... I was trying to explain it. It's a bong, officer. I said, you have a bomb? Pass that bomb. I'm bombing right now. Uh, But yeah, man. Um, Yeah, I went to the Whole Foods the other day. And then I was asking a butcher, hey, man, do you have any specials on hamburger meat? Because I wanted to make some burgers. It was like, oh, yeah, we have a special on the Kobe. Sir! Sir, his charred flesh is still on the helicopter propellers. Have you no shame? I was offended. You think Kobe is in heaven right now trying to play Jesus? Like, you might be the son of God, bitch, but can you ball? Um, but yeah, I think that's all I wanted to work on. Uh, uh, I'll tell you guys a story about the time, uh, I took acid and, uh, a president became, Donald Trump became president. It was 2016. I was, uh... With my friend at DP, that's not double penetration, at Dolores Park. And we're just tripping balls, watching the clouds move by. He was like, hey man, this is awesome. Did we forget to do something? And I was like, no, I didn't do anything today. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Nothing's going to change today. We're just on acid. And it changed. Uh, But I did get to watch Doctor Strange. Which was a really cool movie, especially um, if you're on acid and if you uh, like tripping balls. And also, I got to play video games in the arcade. It was really empty that day. Everyone was outside crying, I guess. I don't know. It was a fun day. Okay, I'll leave you guys with that. You guys have a good night. Night is dark and day is light. Yay, Ernest Evangelista came in time, hooray, and you were all here. The um, the sound check guys are supposed to be here soon from for our performance license, so that's nice. Um, but I'll put up some music and we'll all get booked here. Yay!
can't hide For you I know I'd even try to turn the tide Because you're mine I walk the line trying to hide things from you it's probably because they're doing something that you are not going to like very much so um you know the writings on the wall uh the the dirt the the dirty dealings are um not too far under the surface so um don't despair here's a little music for you a little more brother spellbinder this is women's magazine i'm global val Awesome Friday. You he did you a favor. You'll appreciate later. Just another mad caper. Never say never. It's gonna get better. Your life has a feather. Fly high. You're gonna get better. Sugar cake overloading your pores. 
You're going to get by. You're going to thrive. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're flying. Happy Friday, everybody. This is Global Val here at mutinyradio.fm. You're listening to Women's Magazine. I do always want to encourage you to tune in and listen to Women's Magazine on KPFA 94.1 FM every Monday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. My colleagues over there are always doing fantastic work uh, elevating women's voices. Um, They are the original Women's Magazine. I am but an outpost here in the Mission District on this crazy ship called Mutiny Radio. (laughs) Anyhow, um... Happy November, uh, and uh, wow, Whew, what a year. All right, I feel like I should read you a poem, and it is, this, this, is, uh, this is not my poem. I did not write this. Um, I might read one of my own later, but um, this comes from She the People, so the She the People Summit that happened in September. Um, it's called An Anthem for Now. And it's honor. It's in honor of she the people, and it's by Elmaz Abinader, and um, she is um, a professor over at Mills College, and she wrote this, and this this kind of came on the flyer from that day. Um, so here we go. It's called an anthem for now. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart. Hear this. Country, you do not need a telescope to find us. Stars are among you. Shift your eyes from the corridors to the sky, from the sky to the home, from the home to the field, from the field to the classroom, hospital, factory floor, and street corners. Hear this. We are the voiceless and we will be heard, not as a song to entertain you, not as a rule to be followed or a call to dinner. We call on you to listen to the voices that stream in from embattled countries and towns with names hard to pronounce and ways you do not see on TV. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart. Country, hear this. The configuration is new again. Answers are not bought or bargained for. This is no backhaul game. Nothing is theoretical. The evidence is us. And we come here open hands to offer solution, inclusion, compassion, and generosity. Don't question it. So country... It's time to welcome the unseen and the unheard who have been doing your labor all along. But don't worry, we clean up good and stand before you and with you. See us, hear us with all our languages, accents, bodies, all our ages and wisdoms. It is time. The world inside and beside me are one. Change starts when you listen to the heart. And that was written by Elmaz Abinader, professor, an anthem for now. She the people, y'all. It's awesome.
You've been listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, the music that we were listening to here is from Brother Spellbinder. Um, and uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. So I feel like I should read you a little poem as well. Um, because although I myself... Uh, well, let's see. Do I have time to read this? It's hmm, kind of a long one. How about this? We'll end with with this. Because I know that you're out there and you're dreaming. Uh, I know I'm dreaming. So here we go. Visions awaken. Visions awaken through inspiration. Open your eyes. Seek and find what you wish to be. Call to the far reaches. The echo is destiny. Pump love and passion even into the faintest notion of what could be. A colorful yarn unraveling to unleash your story. A call and response of your dreams and reality. Peace to you all. I'm Global Val. Stay tuned. The Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Um, Lots of love. Stay, Stay strong. Stay healthy. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Congress and winning. Who knows? Inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. Stay tuned.
четко. Я могу говорить. Давай. Я могу, могу. говорить. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. Morning, everybody. Renee McKenna here with my buddy Pam, Mutiny Radio. And spiritual psychology um, my goal is to bring this fabulous work out into the world free of charge to people who are willing to call in um, you can either call in live what's the number here 415-550-0511 thanks Pam or you can send me a text 415-672-4992 or you can email me at info at ReneeMcKenna.com, and we can set up a free session. The only requirement is that it's going to go out on the air. You can be anonymous, um, but you'll get some free therapy, and you'll help other people in the meantime. So we got a pretty interesting show today. I was just telling Pam we're going to talk about spirit attachment Oof. and negative energy interference. Ooh. Yeah. Really, you know, everybody, it sounds all funky, huh? Well, can't we just ignore the negative energies? Is that what we do? Or do we, uh, do we have to, they're with us. They attach themselves to us whether we want, want them or not, huh? Yes. Well, I mean, nothing comes to us by coincidence, so it's not like getting mugged on the street. I've been thinking about that, that you said that everything that happens in our life is a conscious choice that we've made. Yes, nothing is in our, is in our psychic space without our permission on some level. I, and you said, oh, this is a very controversial thing, but it's, it's, I've been thinking about it all week. Like every choice, everything in my life that I can potentially complain about is something that I put there. It's there because I put it there. How is it to think about that? It was, it's weird. It's, um, I don't usually do like, I do a lot of, I don't do like spiritual. I think a lot about religion mm-hmm. and a lot about structure and philosophy in my, in my like weekly life and my daily goings about. But this is different mm-hmm. because it's not like in my head or rationalizing it. It's this different, like the spiritual side of things is different than the rational side of things. How is it different? Uh, 
because it exists, but you can't explain it away with. So there's a there's a lack of you can't justify it. There's like a lack of justification. Maybe there's when it's something is ra- when something is in your brain and you're thinking it rationally. You're like I am thinking about this on a real level, and these, you know, and a this goes is why to B goes to C goes right. to D. If then therefore, that kind of like rational thought. I think therefore I am. But the spiritual side is very different. <laughs> so for me, the difference is. The spiritual side is an experience. Ah. It's it's the I like to call it the non-rational. It's the felt experience. It's a being experience. It's um it's our emotions, it's our relationality, it's our uh how we move through the world rather than what we think about our relationships, what we think about how there's a different there's like always this over narrative going on. But then the narrative is about the experience. Right. It's the, uh, the narrative is the layer removed from the feeling itself. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. So spirituality, for me, the, you know, I like, <laughs> in recovery circles, there's a, um, the, one of my favorite lines is, uh, religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell and spiritual, spirituality is for people who've already been there. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> wow. Sure. Yeah. Um, so... Spirit attachment, you know, when I, I'm from Boston and um, we don't talk about stuff like that. And when I first heard this word, this whole idea, I was like, oh, no, that's too weird. It was actually kind of scary. It felt scary for me. I thought like the exorcist or like 666, the omen, like all those things I grew up with terrifying movies as a kid. Um, Demonic possession. I mean, that's, there's a, there's a whole bunch of the Bible that talks about demonic possession and it's like, really, really? There's something inside you that's not you. And it gets thrown out into a pile of pigs and they all jump over a, really, really? Well, so it's an interesting thing though. If you think about, you know, I've been working with this, uh, work and Controversy Who I 
and ego gratification. Oh, there's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big difference. So joy really arises from our own spirit. It arises from our sense of being and acceptance of who we are in the world and that we have a place here and that really we are connected to the greater wholeness and it's all good. Right. And we're okay how we, however we are. Like that, that is a place where joy can, and connectivity, like exper- experiencing connectivity is what joy is. Ego gratification is generally only about how other people perceive me. Ah. It has to do with what's happening with my relationship, just with the external world. But isn't that who we are, how people perceive us? Are we, I mean, is it? Is it half how we perceive ourselves and half how other people perceive us? Because I find that how other people perceive me is way more important than how I perceive myself. It doesn't matter how I perceive myself. I mean, maybe, I guess it does. I guess we're learning here today on spiritual psychology. But that's like the whole world is how other people perceive you. Well, it has become the way the world is. Mm. And I think it's actually part of the problem because everybody's concerned if, if that's, it's kind of like money, like this is the agreed upon thing. Everybody's trying to please everybody else. Where is the basis for approval? Like, Uh. is it coming from a deep grounded place that's actually not again is it rooted in fear or is it rooted in joy it's rooted for in most people on facebook it's rooted in, which is rooted in fear which is rooted in fear a lot of it is rooted in fear i mean i've probably told you the story about my client and and i know a lot of people do this and they don't admit it like i i had a client she was terribly depressed beautiful stunningly gorgeous woman always perfectly put together gorgeous clothes lived in a beautiful apartment And she would go out places and take pictures of herself and then post them on Facebook and they weren't true. Huh? Yeah. Because she wanted people to think she was living this life. Wow. Yeah. And she wasn't. Yeah. She would go out. She like took the day she came to, to, that she told me this. she went, she sat on a deck, she ordered a glass of wine. She took a selfie of herself and said, I'm here with all my friends having a glass of wine at blah, blah, blah place. She drank the glass of wine. She went home and climbed in bed for the rest of the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about. Well, and I mean, we have to think of it this way too. Like we're of a slightly advanced age. Let's imagine that you're in high school and girl, I ain't advanced until I'm 70. Okay. Fair. (laughs) But we're in that same, like, okay, let's, let's pretend. I mean, I was around in the eighties too. Let's pretend it's, it's 1985 and you take a bunch of pictures of yourself and things you like, and you put them up on your wall and then you invite all of your friends over and you say, come over and touch the pictures that you like. Like that's an insane concept, right? Like, think about it in the eighties or the seventies, even like come over to my house. I'm going to show you all these pictures on a wall. And I want you to touch the pictures and say that you like those. It is weird. And now we're like, we do it all the time, constantly every day. And like people live and die on like how many likes they get or on their Instagram, their hearts or whatever. And it's like, sometimes I feel like when we're in that internet realm, it's all just I don't know. Is any of it real? Like the filters. I just learned about the filters. There are women who they put the filters on their face. So they look so pretty. And then they showed like, this is what I look like without my Instagram filters. Oh, it's like, then why are you taking pictures of yourself? I just, I can't, I'm just trying to like, how is it so big now? Like we just all decided as a group. Yep. Fear. We're going with fear. I think it is. Well, (laughs) I think it is about, I think it is about fear because it's easier 
to click on a picture than it is to have a conversation. Ah. It's well, and there's this whole thing also about endorphins that actually, you know, they do they've been doing tests on kids that the amount of endorphins you get from a hug from a person is the same amount of endorphins that people get when they get a like on Facebook. What? Yeah, it's really kind of scary. So there's a whole <laughs> so there's a whole actual psychochemical thing that's happening right. where people are associating feeling connected with with this pseudo connection that we get online but which is interesting so you know it kind of ties back to the idea of where do I get my reality about who I am and my experience yeah. and is it through how other people see me right or is it authentically through my own experience of myself and my own experience of the world and I mean most people do filter who they are and how they are through other people but you know if you really think deeply about that that's kind of terrifying because most people are fucked up right and most people don't <laughs> and most people don't care about other people anyways because well, so other people everybody's doing so, the same thing right right everybody's trying to impress everybody else with whatever is impressive within the particular social or cultural system that you're in sure. and I personally believe that we are creations, part of a larger creation.